Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 27. This week we're going to read 1 Samuel 23 through 2 Samuel 3. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we read these stories of David today, we pray that we will understand how much we need you. That with you, anything can happen. Without you, we can only fail. We pray that we will trust in you. Look to your guidance before we make our decisions. Pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Samuel 23 David was told, Behold, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah and are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of Yahweh, saying, Shall I go and strike these Philistines? Yahweh said to David, Go, strike the Philistines, and save Keilah. David's men said to him, Behold, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more, then, if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of Yahweh yet again. Yahweh answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. David and his men went to Keilah and fought with the Philistines, and brought away their livestock, and killed them with a great slaughter. So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. When Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech, fled to David to Keilah, he came down with an ephod in his hand. Saul was told that David had come to Keilah. Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he is shut in by entering into a town that has gates and bars. Saul summoned all the people to war to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. David knew that Saul was devising mischief against him, and he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring the ephod here. Then David said, O oh, Yahweh, the God of Israel, your servant has surely heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Keilah deliver me up into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? Yahweh, the God of Israel, I beg you, tell your servant. Yahweh said, He will come down. Then David said, Will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? Yahweh said, They will deliver you up. Then David and his men, who were about six hundred, arose and departed out of Keilah, and went wherever they could go. Saul was told that David was escaped from Keilah, and he gave up going there. David stayed in the wilderness, in the strongholds, and remained in the hill country, in the wilderness of Ziph. Saul sought him every day, but God didn't deliver him into his hand. David saw that Saul had come out to seek his life. David was in the wilderness of Ziph in the wood. Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. He said to him, Don't be afraid, for the hand of Saul my father won't find you, and you will be king over Israel, and I will be next to you, and Saul my father knows that also. They both made a covenant before Yahweh. Then David stayed in the woods, and Jonathan went to his house. Then the Ziphites came up to Saul to Gibeah, saying, Doesn't David hide himself with us in the strongholds in the woods in the hill of Hakalah, which is on the south of the desert? Now therefore, O king, come down, according to all the desire of your soul to come down, and our part will be to deliver him up into the king's hand. Saul said, you are blessed by Yahweh, for you have had compassion on me. Please go make yet more sure, and know and see his place where his haunt is, and who has seen him there, for I have been told that he is very cunning. 
See, therefore, and take knowledge of all the lurking places where he hides himself, and come again to me with certainty, and I will go with you. It shall happen, if he is in the land, that I will search him out among all the thousands of Judah. They arose and went to Ziph before Saul. But David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon in the Arabah on the south of the desert. Saul and his men went to seek him. When David was told, he went down to the rock and stayed in the wilderness of Maon. When Saul heard that, he pursued David in the wilderness of Maon. Saul went on this side of the mountain, and David and his men on that side of the mountain. And David hurried to get away for fear of Saul, for Saul and his men surrounded David and his men to take them. But a messenger came to Saul, saying, Hurry and come, for the Philistines have made a raid on the land. So Saul returned from pursuing David and went against the Philistines. Therefore they called that place Selah Hamalekoth. David went up from there and lived in the strongholds of Engedi. Chapter 24 When Saul had returned from following the Philistines, he was told, Behold, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. Then Saul took three thousand chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. He came to the sheep pens, by the way, where there was a cave, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were staying in the innermost parts of the cave. David's men said to him, Behold, the day of which Yahweh said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe secretly. Afterward, David's heart struck him, because he had cut off Saul's skirt. He said to his men, Yahweh forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, Yahweh's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, since he is Yahweh's anointed. So David checked his men with these words, and didn't allow them to rise against Saul. Afterward, David's heart struck him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. He said to his men, Yahweh forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, Yahweh's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, since he is Yahweh's anointed. So David checked his men with these words, and didn't allow them to rise against Saul. Saul rose up out of the cave and went on his way. David also arose afterward, and went out of the cave and cried after Saul, saying, My lord the king! When Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and showed respect. David said to Saul, Why do you listen to men's words, saying, Behold, David seeks to harm you? Behold, today your eyes have seen how Yahweh had delivered you today into my hand in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you, and I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is Yahweh's anointed. Moreover, my father, behold, yes, see the skirt of your robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the skirt of your robe and didn't kill you, know and see that there is neither evil nor disobedience in my hand. And I have not sinned against you, though you hunt for my life to take it. May Yahweh judge between me and you, and may Yahweh avenge me of you, but my hand will not be on you. As the proverb of the ancients says, Out of the wicked comes wickedness, but my hand will not be on you. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue? A dead dog? A flea? May Yahweh therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you, and see, and plead my cause, and deliver me out of your hand. It came to pass, when David had finished speaking these words to Saul, that Saul said, Is that your voice, my son David? 
Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have done good to me, whereas I have done evil to you. You have declared today how you have dealt well with me, because when Yahweh had delivered me up into your hand, you didn't kill me. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away unharmed? Therefore may Yahweh reward you good for that which you have done to me today. Now behold, I know that you will surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hand. Swear now therefore to me by Yahweh that you will not cut off my offspring after me, and that you will not destroy my name out of my father's house. David swore to Saul. Saul went home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. Chapter 25 Samuel died, and all Israel gathered themselves together and mourned for him, and buried him at his house at Ramah. Then David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. There was a man in Maon whose possessions were in Carmel, and the man was very great. He had three thousand sheep and a thousand goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. This woman was intelligent and had a beautiful face, but the man was surly and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep. David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel and go to Nabal and greet him in my name. Tell him, Long life to you, peace be to you, peace be to your house, peace be to all that you have. Now I have heard that you have shearers. Your shepherds have now been with us, and we didn't harm them. Nothing was missing from them all the time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let the young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a good day. Please give whatever comes to your hand, to your servants, and to your son David. When David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal all these words in the name of David, and waited. Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants who break away from their masters these days. Shall I then take my bread, my water, and my meat that I have killed for my shearers, and give it to men who I don't know where they come from? So David's young men turned on their way and went back, and came and told him all these words. David said to his men, Every man put on his sword. Every man put on his sword. David also put on his sword. About four hundred men followed David, and two hundred stayed by the baggage. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to greet our master, and he insulted them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not harmed, and we didn't miss anything as long as we went with them when we were in the fields. They were a wall to us, both by night and by day, all the while we were with them keeping the sheep. Now, therefore, know and consider what you will do, for evil is determined against our master and against all his house, for he is such a worthless fellow that one can't speak to him. Then Abigail hurried and took two hundred loaves of bread, two containers of wine, five sheep ready-dressed, five seahs of parched grain, one hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs, and laid them on donkeys. She said to her young men, Go on before me. Behold, I am coming after you. But she didn't tell her husband Nabal. 
as she rode on her donkey and came down by the covert of the mountain, that, behold, David and his men came down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have kept all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that pertained to him. He has returned me evil for good. God do so to the enemies of David, and more also, if I leave of all that belongs to him by the morning light so much as one who urinates on a wall. When Abigail saw David, she hurried and got off her donkey, and fell before David on her face, and bowed herself to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, On me, my lord, on me be the blame. Please, let your servant speak in your ears. Hear the words of your servant. Please, don't let my lord pay attention to this worthless fellow Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your servant, didn't see my lord's young men whom you sent. Now therefore, my lord, as Yahweh lives, and as your soul lives, since Yahweh has withheld from you blood-guiltiness, and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now therefore let your enemies, and those who seek evil to my lord, be as Nabal. Now this present which your servant has brought to my lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my lord. Please forgive the trespass of your servant, for Yahweh will certainly make my lord a sure house, because my lord fights Yahweh's battles. Evil will not be found in you all your days. Though men may rise up to pursue you, and to seek your soul, yet the soul of my lord will be bound in the bundle of life with Yahweh your God. He will sling out the souls of your enemies, as from the hollow of a sling. It will come to pass, when Yahweh has done to my lord, according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you prince over Israel, that this shall be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my lord, either that you have shed blood without cause, or that my lord has avenged himself. When Yahweh has dealt well with my lord, then remember your servant. David said to Abigail, Blessed is Yahweh the God of Israel who sent you today to meet me. Blessed is your discretion, and blessed are you who have kept me today from blood-guiltiness, and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as Yahweh the God of Israel lives, who has withheld me from harming you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely there wouldn't have been left to Nabal by the morning light so much as one who urinates on a wall. So David received from her hand that which she had brought him. Then he said to her, Go up in peace to your house. Behold, I have listened to your voice and have granted your request. Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he held a feast in his house like the feast of a king. Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. Therefore she told him nothing until the morning light. In the morning, when the wine had gone out of Nabal, his wife told him these things, and his heart died within him, and he became as a stone. About ten days later Yahweh struck Nabal so that he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed is Yahweh who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and has kept back his servant from evil. Yahweh has returned the evil doing of Nabal on his own head. David sent and spoke concerning Abigail to take her to himself as wife. When David's servants had come to Abigail to Carmel, they spoke to her, saying, David has sent us to you to take you to him as wife. She arose and bowed herself with her face to the earth and said, Behold, your servant is a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my lord. 
Abigail hurried and arose and rode on a donkey with five ladies of hers who followed her, and she went after the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Hinnom of Jezreel, and they both became his wives. Now Saul had given Michael his daughter, David's wife, to Palti the son of Laish, who was of Galam. Chapter 26 The Ziphites came to Saul to Gibeah, saying, Doesn't David hide himself in the hill of Hakalah, which is before the desert? Then Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having three thousand chosen men of Israel with him to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. Saul encamped in the hill of Hakalah, which is before the desert, by the way. But David stayed in the wilderness, and he saw that Saul came after him into the wilderness. David therefore sent out spies, and understood that Saul had certainly come. Then David arose and came to the place where Saul had encamped. And David saw the place where Saul lay, with Abner the son of Ner, the captain of his army. Saul lay within the place of the wagons, and the people were encamped around him. Then David answered and said to Ahimelech the Hittite, and Abishai the son of Zeruiah, a brother of Joab, saying, Who will go down with me to Saul to the camp? Abishai said, I will go down with you. So David and Abishai came to the people by night, and behold, Saul lay sleeping within the place of the wagons, with his spear stuck in the ground at his head, and Abner and the people lay around him. Then Abishai said to David, God has delivered up your enemy into your hand today. Now, therefore, Please let me strike him with the spear to the earth at one stroke, and I will not strike him the second time. David said to Abishai, Don't destroy him, for who can stretch out his hand against Yahweh's anointed and be guiltless? David said, As Yahweh lives, Yahweh will strike him, or his day shall come to die, or he shall go down in battle and perish. Yahweh forbid that I should stretch out my hand against Yahweh's anointed, but now... Please take the spear that is at his head and the jar of water, and let's go. So David took the spear and the jar of water from Saul's head, and they went away. And no man saw it or knew it, nor did any awake, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from Yahweh had fallen on them. Then David went over to the other side and stood on the top of the mountain far off, a great space being between them. And David cried to the people and to Abner the son of Ner, saying, Don't you answer, Abner? Then Abner answered, who are you who cries to the king? David said to Abner, Aren't you a man? Who is like you in Israel? Why then have you not kept watch over your lord the king? For one of the people came in to destroy the king your lord. This thing isn't good that you have done. As Yahweh lives, you are worthy to die, because you have not kept watch over your lord, Yahweh's anointed. Now see where the king's spear is, and the jar of water that was at his head. Saul knew David's voice and said, is this your voice, my son David? David said, It is my voice, my lord, O king. He said, Why does my lord pursue his servant? For what have I done? What evil is in my hand? Now, therefore, please let my lord the king hear the words of his servant. If it is so that Yahweh has stirred you up against me, let him accept an offering. But if it is the children of men... They are cursed before Yahweh, for they have driven me out today that I shouldn't cling to Yahweh's inheritance, saying, Go serve other gods. Now, therefore, don't let my blood fall to the earth away from the presence of Yahweh, for the king of Israel has come out to seek a flea, as when one hunts a partridge in the mountains. Then Saul said, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will no more do you harm 
because my life was precious in your eyes to-day. Behold, I have played the fool and have erred exceedingly. David answered, Behold the spear, O king, then let one of the young men come over and get it. Yahweh will render to every man his righteousness and his faithfulness, because Yahweh delivered you into my hand to-day, and I wouldn't stretch out my hand against Yahweh's anointed. Behold, as your life was respected today in my eyes, so let my life be respected in Yahweh's eyes, and let him deliver me out of all oppression. Then Saul said to David, You are blessed, my son David. You will both do mightily, and will surely prevail. So David went his way, and Saul returned to his place. Chapter 27 David said in his heart, I will now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should escape into the land of the Philistines, and Saul will despair of me to seek me any more in all the borders of Israel. So shall I escape out of his hand. David arose and passed over, he and the six hundred men who were with him, to Achish, the son of Maok, king of Gath. David lived with Achish at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household, even David with his two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the Carmelitess, Nabal's wife. Saul was told that David had fled to Gath, and he sought no more again for him. David said to Achish, If now I have found favor in your eyes, let them give me a place in one of the cities in the country, that I may dwell there. For why should your servant dwell in the royal city with you? Then Achish gave him Ziklag that day. Therefore Ziklag belongs to the kings of Judah to this day. The number of the days that David lived in the country of the Philistines was a full year and four months. David and his men went up and raided the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites. For those were the inhabitants of the land who were of old on the way to Shur, even to the land of Egypt. David struck the land and saved no man or woman alive and took away the sheep, the cattle, the donkeys, the camels, and the clothing. Then he returned and came to Achish. Achish said, Against whom have you made a raid today? David said, Against the south of Judah, against the south of the Jeremielites, and against the south of the Kenites. David saved neither man nor woman alive to bring them to Gath, saying, lest they should tell about us, saying, David did this, and this has been his way all the time he has lived in the country of the Philistines. Achish believed David, saying, He has made his people Israel utterly to abhor him. Therefore, he will be my servant forever. Chapter 28 In those days the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare to fight with Israel. Achish said to David, Know assuredly that you will go out with me and the army, you and your men. David said to Achish, Therefore you will know what your servant can do. Achish said to David, Therefore I will make you my bodyguard forever. Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in Ramah, even in his own city. Saul had sent away those who had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. The Philistines gathered themselves together and came and encamped in Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel together, and they encamped in Gilboa. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart trembled greatly. When Saul inquired of Yahweh, Yahweh didn't answer him, by dreams, by Urim, or by prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, Seek for me a woman who has a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. His servants said to him, Behold, there is a woman who has a familiar spirit at Endor. 
Saul disguised himself and put on other clothing and went, he and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. Then he said, Please consult for me by the familiar spirit, and bring me up whomever I shall name to you. The woman said to him, Behold, you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off those who have familiar spirits, and the wizards out of the land. Why, then, do you lay a snare for my life to cause me to die? Saul swore to her by Yahweh, saying, As Yahweh lives, no punishment will happen to you for this thing. Then the woman said, Whom shall I bring up to you? He said, Bring Samuel up for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice, and the woman spoke to Saul, saying, Why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. The king said to her, Don't be afraid. What do you see? The woman said to Saul, I see a god coming up out of the earth. He said to her, What does he look like? She said, An old man comes up. He is covered with a robe. Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he bowed with his face to the ground and showed respect. Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me to bring me up? Saul answered, I am very distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God has departed from me and answers me no more, by prophets or by dreams. Therefore I have called you, that you may make known to me what I should do. Samuel said, why then do you ask me, since Yahweh has departed from you and has become your adversary? Yahweh has done to you as he spoke by me. Yahweh has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor, even to David, because you didn't obey Yahweh's voice and didn't execute his fierce wrath on Amalek. Therefore Yahweh has done this thing to you today. Moreover, Yahweh will deliver Israel also with you into the hand of the Philistines. Tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. Yahweh will deliver the army of Israel also into the hand of the Philistines. Then Saul fell immediately his full length on the earth and was terrified because of Samuel's words. There was no strength in him, for he had eaten no bread all day long or all night long. The woman came to Saul and saw that he was very troubled and said to him, Behold, your servant has listened to your voice, and I have put my life in my hand, and have listened to your words which you spoke to me. Now therefore, please listen also to the voice of your servant, and let me set a morsel of bread before you. Eat, that you may have strength when you go on your way. But he refused and said, I will not eat. But his servants, together with the woman, constrained him, and he listened to their voice. So he arose from the earth and sat on the bed. The woman had a fattened calf in the house. She hurried and killed it, and she took flour and kneaded it, and baked unleavened bread of it. She brought it before Saul and before his servants, and they ate. Then they rose up and went away that night. Chapter 29 Now the Philistines gathered together all their armies to Aphek, and the Israelites encamped by the spring which is in Jezreel. The lords of the Philistines passed on by hundreds and by thousands, and David and his men passed on in the rear with Achish. Then the princes of the Philistines said, what about these Hebrews? Achish said to the princes of the Philistines, Isn't this David the servant of Saul, the king of Israel, who has been with me these days, or rather these years? I have found no fault in him since he fell away until today. But the princes of the Philistines were angry with him, and the princes of the Philistines said to him, Make the man return, that he may go back to his place where you have appointed him, 
and let him not go down with us to battle, lest in the battle he become an adversary to us. For with what should this fellow reconcile himself to his lord? Should it not be with the heads of these men? Isn't this David, of whom people sang to one another in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? Then Achish called David and said to him, As Yahweh lives, you have been upright, and your going out and your coming in with me in the army is good in my sight, for I have not found evil in you since the day of your coming to me to this place. Nevertheless, the lords don't favor you. Therefore now return and go in peace, that you not displease the lords of the Philistines. David said to Achish, but what have I done? What have you found in your servants so long as I have been before you to this day, that I may not go and fight against the enemies of my lord the king? Achish answered David, I know that you are good in my sight as an angel of God, notwithstanding the princes of the Philistines have said, He shall not go up with us to the battle. Therefore, now rise up early in the morning with the servants of your lord who have come with you, and as soon as you are up early in the morning and have light, depart. So David rose up early, he and his men, to depart in the morning to return into the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines went up to Jezreel. Chapter 30 When David and his men had come to Ziklag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid on the south and on Ziklag, and had struck Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They didn't kill any, but carried them off and went their way. When David and his men came to the city, behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voice and wept, until they had no more power to weep. David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the souls of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David strengthened himself in Yahweh his God. David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Please bring the ephod here to me. Abiathar brought the ephod to David. David inquired of Yahweh, saying, If I pursue after this troop, will I overtake them? He answered, Pursue. For you will surely overtake them, and will without fail recover all. So David went, he and the six hundred men who were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those who were left behind stayed. But David pursued he and four hundred men, for two hundred stayed behind, who were so faint that they couldn't go over the brook Besor. They found an Egyptian in the field, and brought him to David, and gave him bread, and he ate, and they gave him water to drink. They gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. When he had eaten, his spirit came again to him, for he had eaten no bread and drank no water for three days and three nights. David asked him, To whom do you belong? Where are you from? He said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite, and my master left me because three days ago I got sick. We made a raid on the south of the Cherethites, and on that which belongs to Judah, and on the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. David said to him, Will you bring me down to this troop? He said, Swear to me by God that you will not kill me, and not deliver me up into the hands of my master, and I will bring you down to this troop. When he had brought him down, behold, they were spread around over all the ground, eating, drinking, and dancing, 
because of all the great plunder that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. David struck them from the twilight even to the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped from there except four hundred young men who rode on camels and fled. David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken. David rescued his two wives. There was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither plunder nor anything that they had taken to them. David brought back all. David took all the flocks and the herds which they drove before the other livestock and said, This is David's plunder. David came to the two hundred men who were so faint that they could not follow David, whom also they had made to stay at the brook Bezor. And they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. When David came near to the people, he greeted them. Then all the wicked men and worthless fellows of those who went with David answered and said, Because they didn't go with us, we will not give them anything of the plunder that we have recovered, except to every man his wife and his children, that he may lead them away and depart. Then David said, Do not do so, my brothers, with that which Yahweh has given to us, who has preserved us and delivered the troop that came against us into our hand. Who will listen to you in this matter? For as his share is who goes down to the battle, so shall his share be who stays with the baggage. They shall share alike. It was so from that day forward that he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. When David came to Ziklag, he sent some of the plunder to the elders of Judah, even to his friends, saying, Behold, a present for you from the plunder of Yahweh's enemies. He sent it to those who were in Bethel, to those who were in Ramoth of the south, to those who were in Jatir, to those who were in Arawar, to those who were in the Sifmah, to those who were in Eshtemoah, to those who were in Rechal, to those who were in the cities of the Jeremielites, to those who were in the cities of the Kenites, to those who were in Hormah, to those who were in Borshan, to those who were in Athak, to those who were in Hebron, and to all the places where David himself and his men used to stay. Chapter 31 Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell down slain on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines overtook Saul and his sons, and the Philistines killed Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchishua, the sons of Saul. The battle went hard against Saul, and the archers overtook him, and he was greatly distressed by reason of the archers. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and thrust me through with it, lest these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was terrified. Therefore Saul took his sword and fell on it. When his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he likewise fell on his sword and died with him. So Saul died, and his three sons, and his armor-bearer, and all his men, that same day together. When the men of Israel, who were on the other side of the valley, and those who were beyond the Jordan, saw that the men of Israel fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned the cities and fled, and the Philistines came and lived in them. On the next day, when the Philistines came to strip the slain, they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. They cut off his head, stripped off his armor, and sent into the land of the Philistines all around to carry the news to the house of their idols and to the people. They put his armor in the house of the Ashtaroth, and they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshan. When the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose, went all night, and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bethshan, and they came to Jabesh and burned them there. 
they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree in Jabesh, and fasted seven days. Second Samuel chapter 1 After the death of Saul, when David had returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites, and David had stayed two days in Ziklag, on the third day, behold, a man came out of the camp from Saul, with his clothes torn and earth on his head. When he came to David, he fell to the earth and showed respect. David said to him, Where do you come from? He said to him, I have escaped out of the camp of Israel. David said to him, How did it go? Please tell me. He answered, The people have fled from the battle, and many of the people also have fallen and are dead. Saul and Jonathan his son are dead also. David said to the young man who told him, How do you know that Saul and Jonathan his son are dead? The young man said, The young man who told him said, As I happened by chance on Mount Gilboa, behold, Saul was leaning on his spear, and behold, the chariots and the horsemen followed close behind him. When he looked behind him, he saw me and called to me. I answered, Here I am, he said to me. Who are you? I answered him. I am an Amalekite, he said to me. Please stand beside me and kill me, for anguish has taken hold of me, because my life lingers in me. So I stood beside him and killed him, because I was sure that he could not live after he had fallen. I took the crown that was on his head and the bracelet that was on his arm, and have brought them here to my lord. Then David took hold of his clothes and tore them, and all the men who were with him did likewise. They mourned, wept, and fasted until evening for Saul and for Jonathan his son, and for the people of Yahweh, and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. David said to the young man who told him, Where are you from? He answered, I am the son of a foreigner, an Amalekite. David said to him, Why were you not afraid to stretch out your hand to destroy Yahweh's anointed? David called one of the young men and said, Go near and cut him down. He struck him so that he died. David said to him, Your blood be on your head, for your mouth has testified against you, saying, I have slain Yahweh's anointed. David lamented with this lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan his son, and he commanded them to teach the children of Judah to sing the song of the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. Your glory, Israel, was slain on your high places. How the mighty have fallen! Don't tell it in Gath, don't publish it in the streets of Ashkelon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. You mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew or rain on you, and no fields of offerings. For there the shield of the mighty was defiled and cast away, the shield of Saul was not anointed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, Jonathan's bow didn't turn back. Saul's sword didn't return empty. Saul and Jonathan were lovely and pleasant in their lives. In their death they were not divided. They were swifter than eagles. They were stronger than lions. You daughters of Israel weep over Saul, who clothed you delicately in scarlet, who put ornaments of gold on your clothing. How the mighty have fallen in the middle of the battle. Jonathan was slain on your high places. I am distressed for you, my brother Jonathan. You have been very pleasant to me. Your love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. How the mighty have fallen, and the weapons of war have perished. Chapter 2 After this, David inquired of Yahweh, saying, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? Yahweh said to him, Go up. David said, Where shall I go up? He said, To Hebron. 
So David went up there with his two wives, Anuam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. David brought up his men who were with him, every man with his household. They lived in the cities of Hebron. The men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. They told David, The men of Jabesh-Gilead were... The men of Jabesh-Gilead were those who buried Saul. David sent messengers to the men of Jabesh-Gilead and said to them, Blessed are you by Yahweh, that you have shown this kindness to your Lord, even to Saul, and have buried him. Now may Yahweh show loving-kindness and truth to you. I also will reward you for this kindness, because you have done this thing. Now therefore, let your hands be strong and be valiant, for Saul your Lord is dead, and also the house of Judah have anointed me king over them. Now Abner, the son of Ner, captain of Saul's army, had taken Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Mahanaim, and he made him king over Gilead and Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he began to reign over Israel, and he reigned two years. But the house of Judah followed David. The time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Abner, the son of Ner, and the servants of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, went out from Mahanaim to Gibeon. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, and David's servants went out and met them by the pool of Gibeon, and they sat down, the one on the one side of the pool and the other on the other side of the pool. Abner said to Joab, Please let the young men arise and play before us. Joab said, Let them arise. Then they arose and went over by number, twelve for Benjamin and for Ishbosheth the son of Saul, and twelve of David's servants. They each caught his opponent by the head and thrust his sword into his fellow's side. So they fell down together. Therefore that place in Gibeon was called Halkath Hazurim. The battle was very severe that day, and Abner was beaten, and the men of Israel before David's servants. The three sons of Zeruiah were there, Joab, and Abishai, and Asahel. And Asahel was light of foot as a wild gazelle. Asahel pursued Abner, and in going he didn't turn to the right hand or to the left from following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Is that you, Asahel? He answered, It is. Abner said to him, Turn away to your right hand or to your left, and grab one of the young men and take his armor. But Asahel would not turn away from following him. Abner said to Asahel, Turn away from following me. Why should I strike you to the ground? How then could I look Joab your brother in the face? However, he refused to turn away. Therefore Abner, with the back end of the spear, struck him in the body, so that the spear came out behind him, and he fell down there and died in the same place. As many as came to the place where Asahel fell down and died stood still. But Joab and Abishai pursued Abner. The sun went down when they had come to the hill of Ammah that lies before Giah by the way of the wilderness of Gibeon. The children of Benjamin gathered themselves together after Abner and became one band and stood on the top of a hill. Then Abner called to Joab and said, Shall the sword devour forever? Don't you know that it will be bitterness in the latter end? How long will it be, then, before you ask the people to return from following their brothers? Joab said, If God lives, if you had not spoken, surely then in the morning the people would have gone away, and not each followed his brother. So Joab blew the trumpet, and all the people stood still and pursued Israel no more. And they fought no more. Abner and his men went all that night through the Arabah, and they passed over the Jordan, and went through all Bithron, and came to Mahanaim. Joab returned from following Abner, and when he had gathered all the people together, nineteen men of David's and Asahel were missing. But David's servants had struck Benjamin and of Abner's men 
so that three hundred sixty men died. They took up Asahel and buried him in the tomb of his father, which was in Bethlehem. Joab and his men went all night, and the day broke on them at Hebron. Chapter 3 Now there was long war between Saul's house and David's house. David grew stronger and stronger, but Saul's house grew weaker and weaker. Sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn was Ammon of Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and his second, Chiliab, of Abigail, the wife of Nabal the Carmelite, and the third, Absalom, the son of Maacah, the daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur, and the fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggath, and the fifth, Shephatiah, the son of Abital, and the sixth, Ithream of Eglah, David's wife. These were born to David in Hebron. While there was war between Saul's house and David's house, Abner made himself strong in Saul's house. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah. And Ishbosheth said to Abner, Why have you gone into my father's concubine? Then Abner was very angry about Ishbosheth's words, and said, Am I a dog's head that belongs to Judah? Today I show kindness to the house of Saul your father, to his brothers, and to his friends, and have not delivered you into the hand of David. And yet you charge me today with a fault concerning this woman? God do so to Abner, and more also, if, as Yahweh has sworn to David, I don't do even so to him, to transfer the kingdom from Saul's house, and to set up David's throne over Israel and over Judah, from Dan even to Beersheba. He could not answer Abner another word, because he was afraid of him. Abner sent messengers to David on his behalf, saying, Whose is the land? And saying, Make your alliance with me, and behold, my hand will be with you, to bring all Israel around to you. He said, Good, I will make a treaty with you, but one thing I require of you. That is, you will not see my face unless you first bring Michael, Saul's daughter, when you come to see my face. David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Deliver me my wife, Michael, whom I was given to marry for one hundred foreskins of the Philistines. Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband, even from Paltiel, the son of Laish. Her husband went with her, weeping as he went, and followed her to Bahurim. Then Abner said to him, Go, return and he returned. Abner had communication with the elders of Israel, saying, In times past you sought for David to be king over you. Now then do it, for Yahweh has spoken of David, saying, By the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel out of the hand of the Philistines, and out of the hand of all their enemies. Abner also spoke in the ears of Benjamin, and Abner went also to speak in the ears of David in Hebron, all that seemed good to Israel, and to the whole house of Benjamin. So Abner came to David to Hebron, and twenty men with him. David made Abner and the men who were with him a feast. Abner said to David, I will arise and go, and will gather all Israel to my lord the king, that they may make a covenant with you, and that you may reign over all that your soul desires. David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. Behold, David's servants and Joab came from a raid, and brought in a great plunder with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, for he had sent him away, and he had gone in peace. When Joab and all the army who was with him had come, they told Joab, Abner the son of Ner came to the king, and he has sent him away, and he has gone in peace. Then Joab came to the king and said, What have you done? Behold, Abner came to you. Why is it that you have sent him away, and he is already gone? You know Abner the son of Ner, he came to deceive you, and to know you're going out and you're coming in, and to know all that you do. When Joab had come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, and they brought him back from the well of Sarah. But David didn't know it. 
When Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside into the middle of the gate to speak with him quietly, and struck him there in the body, so that he died, for the blood of Asahel his brother. Afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before Yahweh forever of the blood of Abner the son of Ner. Let it fall on the head of Joab, and on all his father's house. Let there not fail from the house of Joab one who has a discharge, or who is a leper, or who leans on a staff, or who falls by the sword, or who lacks bread. So Joab and Abishai his brother killed Abner, because he had killed their brother Asahel at Gibeon in the battle. David said to Joab and to all the people who were with him, Tear your clothes, and clothe yourselves with sackcloth, and mourn in front of Abner. King David followed the bier. They buried Abner in Hebron, and the king lifted up his voice and wept at Abner's grave, and all the people wept. The king lamented for Abner and said, Should Abner die as a fool dies? Your hands weren't bound, and your feet weren't put into fetters. As a man falls before the children of iniquity, so you fell. All the people wept again over him. All the people came to urge David to eat bread while it was yet day. But David swore, saying, God do so to me, and more also, if I taste bread or anything else until the sun goes down. All the people took notice of it, and it pleased them, as whatever the king did pleased all the people. So all the people and all Israel understood that day that it was not of the king to kill Abner the son of Ner. The king said to his servants, Don't you know that a prince and a great man has fallen today in Israel? I am weak today, though anointed king. These men, the sons of Zeruiah, are too hard for me. May Yahweh reward the evildoer according to his wickedness. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.